signs. They're everywhere. Road signs, street signs, physical signs, spiritual signs, uh, signs for the restroom. There's, there's all sorts of different types of signs. Digital signs, signs on the roof. They're everywhere. But we also must remember God's signs. God's presence. The signposts that point to Him and His presence in our life. And we, as human beings, naturally want to see signs of God. To see with our own eyes. To hear with our own ears. To feel with our flesh the presence of God in our life. They tell us these signs to avoid danger or uh, guide us in our life. And these desires to see these, uh, the presence of God, it's good. It is a good thing, but it must be ordered properly. And so Abram, in our first reading, is no exception to our human desire to see a physical sign from God. So God is named Abram, Abram. His name literally means a father, a exalted father. And later on, his name will be changed to Abraham, which means a father of a great multitude. The thing is, Abraham doesn't have any children. Yet God has promised that he will give him children. And so Abram asks for a sign. In our first reading, we hear about the cutting of animals in two and a fire walking through it and in the midst of the day trying to shoo away the ravens that come on the meat. What's going on here? Cutting of animals, it sounds like a little messy. What's going on is that this was a common understanding in the ancient Near East for the making of a covenant. The making of a covenant where God makes Himself and promises on His own word that He will give Abraham a son. And so this sign, this uh, theophany, this making God Himself present appears to Abraham. He passes through the midst of the animals that were cut in two. Which meant if God broke the covenant, which it's God so He can't, he would, be, he would end up just like those animals. Cut in two. Dead. And so God promising on Himself shows that this will be fulfilled. His promise that He will have children and to be a father of many nations will come to pass. It will be fulfilled. It will happen. And so God makes this covenant with Abraham in this fantastic sign of God making Himself known. So the pillar of fire in the cloud passing in the midst. So this was one of the most powerful signs that Abraham has received from God. And yet, despite this great vision... He still chooses to take uh, matters into his own hands. But that's a story for another day. Thinking about the desire for signs, I was reflecting on my own life, especially in 
the desire and the call to the priesthood. People so often ask, how did you know? How did you hear? How did you discern? It's a fascinating thing, uh, in, in just in my own life. And, but people often ask. And reflecting on, especially when I was in high school, it was that invitation. It was, uh, have you thought about the priesthood? Have you discerned what your vocation is? And then in my senior year, I spent uh, my second semester of high school mostly at church. It was a good gig. So I went to school for first period and lifeguarded for the lifeguarding class. And then I went to church. I did a holy hour, went to mass, shadowed Father Janko. And then I finally went back to school just for three periods. So it worked out well. In the midst of that daily prayer, that routine of, of holy hour, every day, Monday to Friday, and prayer throughout the rest of the weekend, the question came up. God, are you calling me, yes or no? I was only focused on those two answers, waiting to hear. God, tell me in my ear. Let me hear you. And you know what? That answer never came. To that, that audible hearing, like you're hearing my voice, that never came. But what did come was the presence and the gifts of God. My vision was so narrowed, it was all I was praying about. It was the only focus of my prayer. Rather than, where is God's peace? Where is His joy? Where is His love in my life, in my heart? Rather than, God, are you calling me yes or no? I was uh, being directed by a priest and my vision was widened. It was opened to see how God is present to see where he is. And a little bit at a time, just a, a little baby step every day, sometimes a little bit more, sometimes a little bit less. But my vision was widened. My heart was open to the signs of God in my life. To the point where I experienced his joy. I experienced his peace, especially in the discernment of the vocation to be a priest. And so the point came at a very unique location. It was at Sunrise Diner in Lafayette, right, on, uh, right in downtown. Corner booth. I was challenged to enter seminary. It was about time. And at that moment of saying yes, a great amount of peace, great joy, that, all right, I think God might actually be calling me to this. And so we experience the fruits of the Spirit, of God's presence in our life, and uh, that natural desire in our hearts for signs, but to not let us be fixed and narrowed in our vision. For there are those moments and times in our life where we experience the presence of God. So we're encouraged today uh, to be open to those, to experience those. And especially in our gospel, we have Peter, James, and John. And they experience the most fantastic thing in their life. The transfiguration of Christ. The revealing of His glory. Of who He is. Of who He truly is in His time of prayer. So Christ's glory is manifest. He emanates light from His heart. In His relationship with God the Father... We, we see that Christ, what heaven will be like 
where our bodies are transformed and where glory upon glory will be shown. So Peter and James and John, this moment, this sign for them is very important. Because just before Jesus has prophesied that he will go to Jerusalem and die, the one that they've been following for the last three years is going to be put to death. And this is tragic. It's awful. But this sign of the transfiguration, of seeing Christ's glory, they remember for the rest of their lives. It will be what carries them through in the future. What will be their sustaining strength. This moment of seeing God's presence is, is where we are going also. To have a purity of our sights, as we said in our opening prayer. And the, so these signs are so powerful and God is present in giving those signs to us. And so this Lent, as we're fasting, as we're praying, as we're giving alms, to use them and to see where Christ is present. Because He is present. He holds you in, exi- in existence out of His love for you. And so we look not for the extraordinary signs. We welcome them when they come, of course. Of course. But we widen our vision for the ordinary signs of God's presence. For His love, for His peace, and His joy. Because God is love. He is peace and His is joy. And so these are the signs that strengthen us in this life. And so as we just go on, as we continue in Lent, let us be open to the ordinary signs of God's presence because He is with us and guiding us and strengthening us during this great season of Lent.